Welcome to Gritty Leaders Club podcast, Accountability or Bust. This is the third episode in our mini-series about teams, cohesive teams, high-performance teams. Ian, we're changing it up this episode. Tell us what's different. Well, a few things different, Ben. It's three weeks since the last episode, and so we're going to be producing one every three weeks now. Mm -hmm. And in this episode... We're going to, just one of us is going to talk about something new and useful, and on this occasion it's going to be you, fairly soon, but also we're going to hold ourselves accountable to making sure we keep it to 30 minutes or thereabout, and we're going to have a bell to tell us. And that's the bell. So you're going to hear it in about 30 minutes, Ben started the clock, and there are going to be a few more things we've uh, spoken about which we'll introduce over the coming episodes. Okay. Great. I've started the clock. 30 minutes. Let's go. Good. So what's new and useful, Ben? Three types of problem and a question. I'm looking at a model, discovered this in about January this year, and I found it so useful. There's three types of problem. I don't know if you've thought about this before. We have critical problems. It's urgent. It's severe. It needs to be solved right now. Somebody needs to say what to do. Yep. For example, a heart attack. Then we have tame problems. These are complicated. However, they're amenable to planning. Mm. Building a hospital, Mm. for example. We can bring the experts in, we can plan our way through it. And then we have wicked problems. And these are much bigger. They are unknowable, unstructured, unpredictable, uncontrollable. Mm. Global warming is one of these. That's, that's, that's a huge one, but we get them inside the organization as well. So perhaps let's say we come across an organization where they've been unsuccessful in uh, being able to grow one of their teams now for three years. Whatever mm. they try, they just can't grow the team. Mm. That's probably a wicked problem. They've tried all of the all of the obvious things. Mm. I like so. That. You know, we're going to have to learn our way through that problem. And the question is, when we see uh, a wicked problem or an adaptive challenge, is another way to think about it, because we, we need to adapt. The question is, is there an experiment we can try here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've used this in, in two ways. When I'm one-to-one and I find somebody has got uh, a wicked problem, it's not planable. There's no point scratching your head about that type of problem. There's no point agonizing about that problem. We're going to have to try something. So is there an experiment we can use here? Also, as you know, quite often, if I'm working with a team back in my company, when I have my leadership team together, we'd start our meetings with a sign-in and we'd go around the table. And one of the things everybody would answer is, What's the number one challenge or opportunity they have right now? Yeah. And some of those will be planable. Mm. Some of those will be wicked problems. And when we see one of those, well, quick question. Is there an experiment we can try here? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I really like it. It reminds me of listening to Bill Gates being interviewed. And uh, he was talking about global warming and climate change. Okay. And he said, uh, which is what you just surfaced as a, as a wicked problem. And he said, we cannot solve climate change with the level of knowledge understanding we have now. Exactly. So we, exactly. Have, to, we have to experiment. 
And think back 18 months, the pandemic hits. Some organization, it hit them like a sledgehammer. Mm. We've never seen this before. We don't know what to do. That's a great moment to ask, is there an experiment we can try here? That experiment may be as simple as, let's talk to the next five customers that phone us up wanting to cancel Mm. and suggest to them that we will have their fees, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an experiment. And by doing that, we discover what their response is. We discover whether they'll go for that. If they do go for that, maybe we try 75%. Maybe the experiment is actually we're going to uh, hold our ground. I don't yeah. know. But it gives us a way to move forward and we can learn from that. So critical tame and wicked problems, this is a, a model by a chap called Grint, and the question, is there an experiment we can try here? I think it's really useful. I really like it. And it also, it puts us in a framework in organizations of trying new things, which is, Absolutely. Lo- which is lovely. Learning, trying new things. Great. Totally. Really nice. All righty. So accountability or bust. Mm. Let's get on to topic. Ian, do you agree that Tons of organizations out there have an accountability problem. Completely. Absolutely. It's one of those things that is brought up again and again with leaders I work with. Accountability is a real problem for my business. And it goes on and on and on, doesn't it? So often it's sort of endemic in the in the organization. So here's my opening question. Why is that, do you think? I think it's quite simple in a way. And that is accountability relies on a leader role modeling, having hard conversations with people about what he or she is expecting of them in terms of behaviors and results. Prior to that, the easy bit, if you like, is saying, have you bought into something and are you going to do something by a certain date? And what's that going to look like? The hard bit is holding people accountable to actually doing it or when they've missed a deadline and all the things in between like coaching, supporting, et cetera, et cetera. But that difficult conversation, and it's probably more difficult on the behavioral side of accountability than on the results side of accountability. But it's the difficult, honest, hard conversations where I think a lot of leaders, well, I know a lot of leaders because evidence would show you there, the data and science would show you there, they struggle. Yeah, okay. So leaders are ducking these difficult conversations that are in the moment of creating accountability. I think I half agree with you, Ian. Okay, that's good enough for me. And that's not to say that I half don't agree with you. Rather, I think there's a second part to this story. And that is, you can't strong arm accountability. And if all we do is have those difficult conversations and say, hey, this is what you're accountable for, and tell me where we're at, is it done, isn't it done? If that's all you're doing, Mm. you're trying to strong arm accountability. Doesn't work. And it it doesn't work, does it? No, no. I'll tell you, well, I'll play out a scenario, which must have been 10 years ago, which, which... which summed up 
for me, it was it was somebody I heard talk talk this through, and I thought it was really good, and I've used it a lot ever since. So, so you work for me, Ben, in this scenario, and right. and there's something that you need to achieve. So mm-hmm. I say to you, Ben, you need to achieve this. You need to write this report, for example. Okay, boss. And you say, yeah, I do need to write that report. And I say to you, what? To tell me a bit about the report you're writing. And you say. Well, it's going to be a four-page report, and it's going to show our approach to launching this product in the market. And I say, great. What else? Tell me a bit more about the report. What's going to be in it? Well, it's going to be like that report that was written three months ago that you thought was really good. And I say, yep, that's great. That is the framework we're looking for. So, so Ben, tell me, when are you going to produce this report by? Now, notice what's happened here. I haven't said when I want the report produced by. I've said to you, Ben, when are you going to produce this report? And you say to me, well, when do you need the report? And I say, well, how long do you think it's going to take you? Well, I could probably do this report in a week, boss. And I say, you sure about that? Yep, yep, I've got the time. I've got, I know what I'm doing. I've got the framework. I can do it with a week. So I turn around to you and say, tell you what, I'm going to give you 10 days. I'm going to give you a bit longer so you've got plenty of time. Does that sound okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying to me, yeah, yeah, that, that's great. You've given me a bit more time. That's great. So now let's look at the date, because what we don't want is the, the rolling 10 days where we, no one ever puts it in. It's like when you say to people, when are you going to achieve your vision? Three years. You've got to have a date. So we say to you, so when does that mean? And you say, right, well, it's Wednesday now, so it's going to be next Friday. So you say, right, yep. it's Friday. We've got the date. So you'll have the report then. So here's a paraphrase, here's the accountability piece. You'll have the report done by Friday, close of play on this date. You go, yes, that's right. Okay, let's both put that in the diary. Now let's put some milestones. Let's check twice during that period that you're on track. So let's put a little bit in the diary now to make sure you're on track, you're comfortable, it's going the right direction, nothing's got in the way and you're okay. Is that okay with you, Ben? You say, yeah, that's great. So put that in the diary. So this is a very simple way that I think of, of uh, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning, it's the, it's the flip of me saying, Ben, I want a report by Friday. All right, get it to me by Friday, Friday week, and, and, and all will be good. It's, the, it's actually turning that on its head and you saying to me, I can do a report, I know what it is, there's clarity there, there's no ambiguity, and I'm delivering it to you by, in it, within the time scale that fits. Yeah, okay. So this is this is good delegation. And in good delegation, actually, you hand across ownership, and you get a promise in return. Yeah, yeah. Right? promise management. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. so rather than rather than you delegating to me, I'm giving you a promise yeah. to deliver the reports in a few days time. That was a fairly high grip version yeah. of it, because you've been or we have been in that conversation really clear about dates and really clear about milestones for updates and quite a bit else so it's fairly high grip so if i'm new to the topic haven't written a report of this type too many times before that's going to be pretty appropriate and sometimes you're going to want to be lower grip than that yeah sure yeah yeah okay do you know what I don't want to write your report, Ian. Okay. I don't want to write your report unless I care about the report. Mm -hmm. And this for me is the other half I was talking about. 
as leaders, we've got to connect every person's role to the purpose of the organization or how we create value around here or to their strategy. We've got to do that knitting. We've got to help people to understand, to see exactly how their contribution counts and why it's worthwhile. Great point. Because I don't want to be held accountable for things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. I want to be held accountable. And I, in fact, I don't want to be held accountable. If I've got stuff to do that matters, and I know it really counts for the organization or really counts for you because you're a great boss, Ian, or really counts to my team or our customers, then I'm going to be accountable. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you're not going to need to hold me accountable because this matters. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to put extra into it. It's going to be early. Yeah. So you're saying the why is so important here. Yeah. It's getting it's getting your head around in this scenario. Why is this important? How does it connect to the strategic priorities or the vision or the purpose of this business? Totally. And, yeah. Completely. Completely. As leaders, we've got to set the scene. Often when I'm working with with a team, a great question to ask for everybody in the team to ask of themselves is, who am I as a producer around here? You know, what exactly is my role? What does my role contribute? Why does that matter? How does it fit in? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the organization should be able to answer that question. Yeah, completely. So here's a question I hear in organizations, Ben. Can I delegate accountability? Okay. What's your view on that? Well, what do you mean by the question, Ian? Well, if I say to you, if we agree in that last scenario, and you've got the purpose, you've got the why, you've got the understanding, and you say, yeah, it's got to be done by next by Friday week, and you walk away from that, and I walk away from that, and I'm going to check in a couple of times and I'm confident that that report's going to be done Friday week. Can you delegate that to somebody else? I don't think you can delegate accountability. The, the The question doesn't even make sense to me. Accountability is more of a, you know, we have a culture of accountability, of showing up in an accountable way, getting stuff done, behaving in, in an accountable way. We can delegate authority. Yep. Yeah. But we can't delegate accountability. It just doesn't work like that. Exactly. And I think, I guess the point I was trying to make badly there was that um, you can delegate responsibility for aspects of something you're being held accountable for. Mm -hmm. So you can say, you've got a team working for you, Ben, you can go and say, I need some research on this. I need you to pull up the last few reports written on that, etc. And there there you're delegating elements of what you're going to have to pull together and be held accountable for to me. And that's the difference, I think. And people talk about that in teams a lot where, you know, it's awful, isn't it? Where you see somebody in a team meeting and we'll come on to where where you hold people accountable in a minute. But you hear it in meetings where somebody says, right, who's going to take accountability for this? And uh, somebody says, well, I'll do it and I'll do it with Jim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You say, no, you can't have two people being held accountable for something. And that was always an absolute no-no for me. Actually, that that doesn't bother me uh, too much. However, 
I agree with you. You can delegate responsibility, but only if you also create the conditions for success. So quite often, if you delegate responsibility, you also have to delegate some authority mm-hmm. so that that person has has mandate. And you know, in your 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 beautiful role play a few <laughs> minutes ago, where you got me to promise to write the report by Monday week. Friday week. Just checking. <laughs> Ian, you didn't ask me an essential question. You didn't. didn't say to me, Ben, what do you need from me in order to be able to deliver that report on Friday week? We- well, you're quite right. I didn't. I slipped up there, but we did talk about we did talk a little bit, and I, uh, to be fair, I was shortcutting this scenario a little bit. We talked about the framework that you had seen and the reports you had seen coming out before. And you're right; I put in a couple of milestones to check on if you're on target and if you're on target. And there would be one of the one of the the, the things you're getting at here, which is absolutely right, is clarity. There's got to be real clarity and understanding of what's required by when, and am I able to produce it? Of course, one of the things might be in that is that I'm. I'm getting you to do this report because it's something that's going to stretch you and allow you to learn something new that yeah, you hadn't that sure. you hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, you might say, well, do you know what? I'm a bit nervous about writing this report, Ian, because I haven't done one before. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's okay. I'm here to coach. I'm here to let's check in. Let's check in every day, if you like. But my door's open and I want to make sure that this one you do really well. So, yeah, it's a good pushback, Ben, and you're absolutely right. That support, that clarity, that growth, that learning, that stretching can all come from that being held accountable to produce something by a certain time. Yeah, and and you know what? Your question, can we delegate accountability, now makes sense to me. No, we can't, because if I'm delegating ownership of something Mm. and getting a promise in return, Mm. Yeah, so my confidence is high that it's going to be done, it's going to be done well. It's only going to work if I've included that bit about, well, what do you need from me? What Mm -hmm. do I need to do for this to be successful? We're both accountable. I'm accountable for creating conditions for success because I'm the senior person. Maybe I need to clear something else off the to-do list to create Mm. space for this work. Maybe that's what I need to do. Yeah, no, I quite agree. I think accountability is a two-way street. Mm. It's not you're accountable. Mm. We have it's a relationship thing. Yeah, let's go somewhere else with this. Mm. Ian, next Friday comes, next Friday goes. I haven't given you your reports. What happens? Well, I just sack you, Ben, straight away. Well, there you go. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. Say that in different words. <laughs> right. Well, what we'll do is we'll sit down and we'll say, Ben, tell me, tell me what happened. Because there could have been all sorts of things that have now happened. Now, we okay, should... Okay, so you're not going to fire me. We're no. going to sit down and we're going to talk. Exactly. And yeah. this, I think, is the number one pitfall, perhaps, alongside dodging the hard conversations, mm. is blame. Yeah, it's blame. When people don't deliver stuff, we can't then just immediately blame. 
the yeah. focus of those conversations has has to be to learn and regroup and it cannot be blame absolutely there's no point in that it's 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 um completely ridiculous we look at the process we looked how it worked because in the in the idea in the in the scenario we described there'd be some check-in moments to see whether they're on or off track so what we would have is an unfinished report probably rather than rather than no report we just we, we would have had something that had broken down in the last part of that production of a report and the key will be why did that happen was it you just didn't have the knowledge could you have gone out somewhere else it's a learning opportunity huge learning opportunity for the person for both parties actually but but for the person to say well what could i have done differently how could we have done this better because the next time we have a a scenario like this we've got to make sure we do it to the time scales yes okay and of course i think you're describing a, a technical problem here we know how to write the reports and, you know it's a it's an expertise mm-hmm. thing so you know critical tame and wicked problems what if we've got a wicked problem what if this is an experiment or you know you said to me i might be you might be stretching me mm. here mm. yeah mm. but you know let's say we're in the sales team mm-hmm. and the task you've delegated is uh Ben, go and win our first financial services customer. And by the end of the quarter, you know, we've had a good chat. And I've said, mm. yeah, okay, by the end of the quarter, mm. I'll deliver our first financial services customer. Yeah. And the end of the quarter comes and the end of the quarter goes, and we don't have our first financial services customer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's our first one. Yeah. We, we've got to learn how to do it. So... So the right thing to do there is, okay, well, let's debrief. What happened? What did we learn from this? What didn't we learn from this? What's gone wrong? What can we change? Let's go at this again. What are we going to try next time? We, you know, we're better informed now. And I'm, I'm reading, a reading. I've read a good book, Measure What Matters, John, John Dewar, D-O-E-R-R. Mm. And this is about OKRs, Objective and Key Results. Mm. Great book. Mm. Objectives and key results. We've spoken about these before. It's the stuff of one, three, five planning. Yeah. And there's there's a nice line in this, which is wrong decisions can be corrected once results begin to roll in. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And the same applies to experiments. Experiments can succeed or fail once results begin to roll in. Yeah. If we're stretching our people, you know, we can, we need the results to to roll in before we know whether somebody's going to succeed or fail with that stretch. Did we get it right? Do we need to try something different? So for me, this whole language of accountability and blame is is quite a problem because I mean, accountability, it sends shivers up and down people's spines, right? That's right. And I think you're right. I mean, there's several things going on there, aren't they, in the, in the scenario? Because if it was a, a wicked problem with no obvious solution and we didn't know how to do it and it's the first time we'd ever got a financial services customer, then to your earlier point about this framework, we probably need to have sat down and said, this is going to be quite a challenge. And we would need to start talking about all the things we might do to make this happen. Because what we haven't got is 
a framework to turn to and say, this is how we do that. We have to come up with it. And so the actual timescale might not work at all. It might be completely wrong. And so we need to have that conversation early on to say, we're going to have to put in some timescales to try things, some timescales to move it forward, to see what works, to see what doesn't work, and to see how to make it happen. Because as a result of this, again, making the first one work, we want to put together some sort of process that allows us to do it again. Yeah, totally. And by the way, that language of this is an experiment would be really useful as you're delegating the, the task to me. Hey, hey, Ben, I'd like you to lead on this experiment. Yeah. Let's get it done this quarter. Yeah. And hopefully we've got our first financial services customer at the end of it. And if not, we've learned and we'll go and get our first financial services customer next quarter. Yeah. That's yeah, right. And it changes the whole feel of the task. And while we're talking about language, hmm. I would like to scratch out the word accountability. We both like to scratch out the word blame and hmm. I'd replace them with ownership and learning. Yeah, ownership's a a really powerful word, isn't it? Because that's what we want. We want people to feel, I own this, I buy into this, it has a purpose, it has a real why behind it, I can see why the business needs it, and therefore I put energy and commitment into it. And Mm. that might mean... I don't succeed, but it's not going to be for the want of trying, for the want of doing new things, talking to people. And what you've got in that debrief, you've already talked about, of course, if it doesn't happen by that deadline, and in fact, all the way through the process, is is have we tried something that's, that's a bit too hard for this person? That might come up. It might be, this is the wrong person with the wrong capability in the wrong seat on the bus. Or Poss- did they just get unlucky? Or did they get unlucky? There's all sorts of things to look at, aren't there, as to why it, that, that's why the blame is completely wrong. Because if they're just not capable of this at this point in their career, then that's not their problem at that point. We just, we, we put them in the wrong place to try something. And that might be something we have to deal with coming out of this. Yeah, I, there's another side to this, which is, in fact, let me tell you a story. This is this is quite a recent conversation I had with uh, a leader in a, a technical team. Mm-hmm. We were talking. He'd made some changes, and he was explaining how productivity is up in the team, innovation is up in the team, ownership is up in the team, mm-hmm. and why? Because he's been delegating more. Uh, And let's flip that. He's been giving ownership and he's been empowering more. Mm -hmm. And the team has been learning and the whole thing is getting better and better. And what was the, the limiting factor as he began to do this? And this guy is, is really reflexive. And and he said, do you know what? I realized uh, if this was going to work, I had to put myself in the position of not knowing. Mm. Yeah, I had to let go of these tasks. And we talked about this in connection with one-to-ones. And by the way, one-to-ones are really critical moments when we're talking about this this topic. You know, that's where we should be Mm. raising these difficult topics. Listen to the podcast on Mm. on one-to-ones a couple of episodes ago. And 
Yeah, and he said, and it's really true. So, you know, one-to-ones was when I, I had these conversations and I had to get comfortable with not knowing how that thing was going mm. until the next one-to-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can't, you know, one of the one of the one of the problems we hear about again and again, isn't it? You know, accountability, fine, coaching, fine, grip, good. And you need to work out what kind of grip for what kind of person and, and capability. But micromanagement doesn't help. You know, you, no, you've got to, no, you've got to let people try, learn, grow and come back to you. Yeah. Now, this is this is Teams mini series number three. Why is this such an important topic for teams? Well, for teams, I mean, the great thing in teams is if you've got a high performing team and we've talked about high performing teams many times, haven't we? Team members will want everyone in that team to be held accountable or they will hold them accountable. Great teams, high performing teams will want everyone playing to the highest standard in that team. And when you know accountability is working beautifully, is where as the leader, you're not necessarily the person having the hard conversation. It's one of the teams. <laughs> Our time is up. We're gonna to need to wrap up in a minute. Carry on. So I think that's one of the milestones you'll know you've reached as a leader when you're seeing somebody in the team not deliver something at a certain point or not behave in a certain way and the, the team will rally around the team will challenge the team will support the team will help the team will care and it won't just be coming down to the leader to step in okay and i bet the way i think that actually goes down is the team wants to know how did that go did it work? Did it work really well? Or did we get that by the skin of our teeth? Did it not quite come off? Was it an abject failure? How did it go down? What are we going to do next time? Can we swarm around this? Can we get behind this as a team and make it work now? And that's the conversation that goes on when we've got great accountability in the team. And I think we see a couple of other things as well, because we don't look at the team and say, oh, yeah, there's accountability happening there, and there's accountability <laughs> happening there. No. You know, we, we hear that conversation and we see something else. We see real connection in that team. There's real relationships. It's a tight team. You can tell they don't want to let each other down mm. uh, and they've got each other's backs. That's the sort of stuff we see and that's why it's so important in a team hey ian we had our 30 minutes old car horn i think the the sound is called our time is up so so let's let's wrap up here what are you taking away sum this up for us well it's it's just at the center of 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 an organization get this wrong you end up with mediocrity you end up with apathy you end up with resentment of different standards being applied, get this right, and you end up with high-performing teams, you end up with, with learning and growth and trying new things and lots of conversations, and the culture changes massively for the better. So this is so important. This is one of the critical, critical conversations we've had, Ben, I think. Yeah, I totally agree, and hence, 
the title of this podcast, Accountability or Bust. And for me, it's so useful to think this through from on a blank sheet of paper. You can't strong arm accountability. Instead, what we need to do is connect every person's role to the purpose, the strategy, value creation in the organization. Uh, Let them see how it counts, whether that's their role, whether that's their day-to-day, whether that's a task. Let them see how it counts. And then let's scrap this language of accountability and, 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 heaven forbid, blame. And let's realize that what we're actually talking about here is ownership and learning. Perfect. Love it. Great conversation, sir. Absolutely. Quick as Mm. well. Mm. And we'll be back in three weeks' time. We will. And we love hearing from you. So send us a message on LinkedIn, on Twitter, email to ianianwindle.com or ben at benwales.com. Keep the messages coming and see you in three weeks' time.